Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, he kind of introduced me already, but if we haven't met, my name is Aaron, and I, I love being with my church family and in Long Prairie. I feel like it's been a long time since I've been up here. What is going on? Wow. My, my mic is already angry at me. That should scare you guys. Come on. Um, so it is truly good to be up here. Like I said, it's been a while, and so I'm so thankful to be up here today. If you have your Bible with you today, or maybe you have it on your phone, which a lot of us do, I want to encourage you to turn to the book of Luke, uh, Luke 17. It's in the New Testament. Um, and if you want to just find that this morning, we will be there in just um, a few minutes uh, and last week, uh, for those that were here, you may know that we uh, began a new series entitled Unstuck. And for those of us who have been with us the last couple months or several weeks, this was a kind of a big deal because the turtle finally made his way to his feet off of his shell, right? We kind of celebrated that for a moment. He is on his feet. We're excited about that. And we celebrated that. And if you haven't been here, you might be starting to question, what in the world? There's this girl up there, and she's talking about a turtle. And so before you plan your exit strategy, bear with me. Um, the reason that we were so excited about this turtle flipping over uh, is because for many weeks and a couple months, we were in this uh, series entitled Stuck. Stuck, which meant the turtle was on his back and on his shell. And we talked about various topics uh, or things that can keep us stuck or to hold us back in our relationship with God. And these topics were tough topics. They're topics sometimes that we don't talk about in church, uh, topics such as pornography, anxiety, depression, busyness, forgiveness, tough topics. And I'm so thankful for the vision of our pastors and the staff to be able to have the courage to go, we need to be talking about this. And my hope and prayer, because it has challenged me, is that it has challenged you. That it has opened up discussions that we can talk about these things and not feel alone in them. And know that we are there for each other because we are a church family and that God is there for us too. He doesn't want us to stay stuck in these things. And so last week, we began unstuck and we were excited. But we began looking at specific things that we can be doing actively doing, like something that we can actively be doing to jumpstart, really jumpstart our relationship with God. And this is truly, really for everybody. No matter what walk of life you are in, where you are in your relationship with God, it's relevant. If you're just beginning your relationship with God, maybe you've walked with God for a long time, but you feel stuck, like I'm in this spot and I don't feel like I'm growing. And so for the next few weeks, we are going to be looking at what we can actively be doing. There is an action required for us to be unstuck. And last week, we looked at tithing and giving. And if you were, here, if you were not here or you missed that message, I strongly encourage you to go back and find that and watch or listen to that. You can find that on our church website or our Facebook page. But there is just very quickly, we had three points uh, just to pique your curiosity, maybe, to check those out. And the first one was this, tithing puts God first in my life. The second was this, tithing keeps me involved in the vision of my church. We're investing in it. And the third one was this, is tithing invites God to bless me in supernatural ways. So once again, I just want to encourage you and to challenge you to go back and watch and listen to that message. Maybe you were here and you want to just hear it again. 
because there is something for every one of us. Now, after that quick review, you might be saying, wow, we're, we're looking at actions that we can do, and that first week was a little bit challenging, and you might be thinking, man, they started with tithing, which can be hard. What could they possibly be doing next? So just to lighten it up for a moment, let's just take a quick breath. And we all know that Thanksgiving is this upcoming Thursday. So with that, I have a couple of Thanksgiving jokes for you. Come on. So the first one is this. What do you get if you cross a turkey with an ostrich? A Thanksgiving bird that buries its head in the mashed potatoes. Come on. All right. If you didn't like that one, cheer up because it gets worse. Uh, what do you get if you cross a centipede with a turkey? Fewer fights at who gets the drumstick at Thanksgiving. All right, come on. All right, enough of the dumb jokes. I, I don't know what's come over me. I think I'm hanging out with our pastors too much. I, I think that's what it seriously is. Uh, but no, seriously, today I want to take just a few minutes to talk to you about authentic gratitude. And earlier I'd asked that you turn to Luke chapter 17 and if you're willing and you are able here this morning, would you please stand with me as we read from God's word? We will be starting in verse 11, and it says this. It happened that as he made his way towards Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance but raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. They went, and while still on their way, became clean. One of them, when he had realized that he was healed, turned around and came back, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough, and he was a Samaritan. Verse 17, Jesus said, we're not ten healed. Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? Then he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. Let's pray. Father God, we need you here right now. God, I want you to speak, use me to speak through me. God, I want these words to be your words and your truth. God, help us to right now just posture our hearts and our minds, everything towards you and to hear what you have for us, God, because we don't want to leave here the same as we walked in. God, we give you this time and we, we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have a seat. You may have a seat. Let's pray. Oh, I said let's pray already. Goodness sake. Rookies. Rookies. Well, we pray first around here. I'm excited about praying. I love this story in Luke, and yes, it seems to be a super appropriate uh, story right before Thanksgiving. But before you check out and go, yeah, I've heard this story, I really want us to dive in today and pull something more out than just seeing a thank you moment. Because I think we can look at this story and see just a thank you moment. I look at this story and some of these men were Jewish, the chosen people of God, and we know that one was a Samaritan. Someone who Jesus himself, in the version that I read of the message, called an outsider. But I do want to point out that all ten of these men did three things very right. 
Because I think we look at just the one and go, he was right and the rest were wrong. But I believe all ten men did three things very right. And those three things were this. They looked to Jesus for help. They asked. And then they submitted and did what Jesus asked them to do. It says in in the verses there, it happened that as he made his way towards Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. He entered a village, and ten men, all lepers, met him, and they kept their distance but raised their voices, calling out to Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And in the next verse, he says this, Taking a good look at them, he said, Go show yourself to the priests. They went. And while still on their way, became clean. And I think that these ten men can teach us all a valuable lesson. They stated their faith and then demonstrated, demonstrated it. So I want you guys maybe to think about this and, and to how am I doing this. But real faith is both stated and demonstrated. Stated and demonstrated. Not just said out loud, but it is an action in our lives. James 2 verse 14 says this, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Which leads to a question like this for us today. Is there a disconnect between what I say and what I do? When we say we are thankful, how do we demonstrate it? How does it change our lives? I am sure that all ten of those men were thankful, and they demonstrated their faith in Jesus' healing power by doing what Jesus asked them to do, and that was right. But one, the Samaritan not only demonstrated his faith by doing what Jesus asked him to do, he came back and expressed his gratefulness as well. Before anything else, he expressed his gratitude. Which not only was he healed physically, but I believe his life changed for an eternity. And I find it that the outsider came back. The one who maybe hadn't had that encounter with God. Or experienced a moment where God moved in such a powerful way. And yet the ones God's chosen people just kind of blew it off. I find myself in similar situations where I think think I'm grateful, and I, in my head, I need to say thank you, but do I do it? It makes me ask the question that as Jesus followers, have we become so familiar with his blessings that we have ceased to be grateful for all that he has done for us and given to us? Have we become blinded to the reality of blessing of God every day in our lives, every moment, every second of every day? We're so focused on something else that we miss what's right in front of us. If we really stop and take a look at those blessings and we are grateful and not make it just a, oh man, I'm so thankful for this, I think it should change our lives. Because if it doesn't change our lives, are we really grateful? Gratitude has the power to heal, to energize, to change our lives. And there are so many benefits of living an authentic life of gratitude. And I was doing a lot of research on this, just trying to find, I love it when scientific research matches the Bible so perfectly. 
There's so many benefits. It enhances performance in every domain that's been examined, psychological, relational, emotional, and physical. Health, wholeness, wellness, and fullness result from a, a practice of living a grateful life. We sleep better. We need less sleep aids. And when we sleep better, we have better self-control, which makes us more patient, which makes us more kind, which makes us more understanding, which makes us empathetic. It's not simply that gratitude just brings more happiness or better health. It's much more than that. It literally can breathe new life into us. Gratitude, by its very nature, is an external focus. It's about other people doing things for us that we couldn't do ourselves. It's about noticing the good. It's about taking in the good and giving back the good. Gratitude is an action. Gratitude is powerful. And so I began to think and, and wonder, what makes gratitude so hard for us? What are some of the obstacles that we face when it comes to living a life of authentic gratitude? And so I have several things here that I will quickly run through that I want you to maybe be thinking about, man, is this me? Because as I ran through the list, I went, this is me, this is me, this is me, if I'm being completely honest. The first one I thought of is entitlement. The belief that we're inherently deserving of the privileges and the special treatment that we have. The thought of, what do I deserve? And maybe you're like, well, maybe that's not me, but let me just challenge you with some of these examples of entitlement. Maybe you expect the same rules that apply to others that shouldn't apply to you. Or maybe you expect other people to be more interested in you and your agenda than you in them and their agenda. Entitlement. You think it's okay to upset or offend other people. Entitlement. The second thing is this, pride. I did it all myself. And some of my examples of pride is this, is assuming that you already know something when somebody else is teaching. Maybe you see yourself as too good to perform certain tasks. I hear this at work a lot, it's not my job. The next one is a really big struggle for me, again, when I'm being honest, is this, being too proud to ask for help. Ouch. Maybe it's thinking you're better than others because they're different or less fortunate than you. And this one is tough because if we're all really completely honest, this is us, we justify our sin instead of admitting it. We justify, we give an excuse. The next thing is this, maybe we compare, a comparison. It's rampant in our culture. Our culture draws and encourages us to compare. I know we've talked about comparison a little bit in our other messages in this series and social media, but it truly sucks us into this comparison mode so very easily. I heard somebody say this, so I don't want to take credit for this, but I love this. Is so, they said this, social media is a carefully curated, perfectly positioned optical illusion. It's true. 
We see pictures and posts which are highlights of people's lives. Highlights. Their kids seem perfect. Their family always looks happy and put together. Their house is perfectly clean and organized. I don't have children, so for me, all of their dogs look like they aren't complete terrors and tearing down the house. Comparison. It can cause us to be jealous and really just wanting more, thinking we don't have enough. I have guilt as one of our reasons. I don't deserve this, which really is a form of pride. I don't deserve this, and we turn it inward. This one might seem weird to you, but the fear of happiness. Worrying that if I'm too grateful for this gift that God has given me or where I'm at in this moment in my life, that the floor is going to completely fall out from under me. If I act like I'm too grateful for this, it's going to go, people are going to know about it and it's going to go bad and how am I going to look? It sounds weird, but sometimes we fear happiness. We don't want to be too excited about it because we're fearful of what might happen later. Busyness, this can be a lot of us. We pride ourselves on how busy we are. In our busyness, I think the thought of gratefulness happens. For example, like, I'm super grateful that this person did this for me, me, and I should really show my appreciation, but I'm super late for my next meeting or appointment. I will catch them later. And then we move on to the next thing, and then we just forget. And by the time we come back and we see this person now, this is an awkward situation. And if I say thank you now, it's not going to seem authentic. So we dismiss it, and we bypass it, and we never say thanks. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's a negative focus. Focusing on everything that is wrong in this world. I think it is safe to say that we all tend to do this, and in the last couple years, a lot of us have done this. And we can easily be drawn into the conversations around us with people complaining about everything that is wrong in this world, when instead we should be bringing life into that conversation and telling people how grateful we are for what we do have. But instead, we tend to agree and add to the negativity. And it makes me wonder how much different would our world, our city, our communities, our household look if we chose to shout our gratitude rather than hide it. So to start this, to wrap this up a little bit here, I was putting this message together again, and I came across this amazing article written by Bradley Cannon, who was interviewing Dr. Robert A. Emmons, a professor of psychology for the University of California, Davis. And Dr. Emmons has done extensive studies on gratitude and the effects of gratitude it has on us, and he was asked about what he had discovered in his studies. And there was much more to this article, but this one paragraph screamed at me because it completely describes our world today. And he said this, doom and gloom is on the horizon as financial fears, relational turmoil, and health, ch- health challenges threaten us. Weighed down by negativity, we are worn down, worn out, emotionally and physically exhausted. To offset this chronic negativity, we need to continually and perpetually hear good news. We need to constantly and regularly regularly create and take in positive experiences. Gratitude's our best weapon. 
an ally to counter these internal and external threats that rob us of sustainable joy. Gratitude is our best weapon. I want to invite the worship team to just kind of come and, and play behind me as we wrap this up even more. And today I want us to close with a couple thoughts and a couple questions. There are two powerful things that living a life of gratitude does. Authentic gratitude breaks us from the power of greed, self-reliance, and an inward focus. If we truly live a life of gratitude, we are no longer focusing on ourselves and what we need and what we deserve and what we can do. We no longer think we need the next best thing. We're no longer comparing ourselves to everybody else because every moment of every day, we are just grateful for what we have. The second thing is this, is authentic gratitude draws us towards God and gives us an outward focus. I know this seems really simple, but I think it's such a good reminder. If we live a life of gratitude, when we say thank you on a continuous basis to God, it'll draw us towards him because we're not focusing on ourselves, but we are focusing on him and everything that he has given us. In the Bible, it talks about every good thing that we have is a gift from above. And so I have a couple questions for you. We talked about obstacles, but which obstacles are most challenging for you? I had to ask myself this question. What, what obstacles are most challenging for me? Is it pride? Is it entitlement? Maybe you find yourself comparing to others on social media. Maybe it's the neighbor next door. Maybe you don't feel like you deserve it. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe you just fear being too happy because if I'm too happy about this, it's just going to go downhill. And so I don't, I don't even want to acknowledge it. Maybe you're too busy. Maybe you are grateful, but you just need to take that next step and actually say thank you. Show your appreciation in a different way. Maybe it's taking time out to just being quiet with God and saying thank you. Maybe it's been your negative outlook on this world that there's just nothing good and all we focus on is that. So which obstacles are most challenging for you? And the second question I have for you this morning is this. Will I push through these obstacles? Because we have a choice to make. We have to decide and really evaluate our lives and, and what we're struggling with and what keeps us from being authentically grateful. And we have to make a decision right there of will, do I choose to push through? And the second part of that question is this, is what steps will I take to live a life of authentic gratitude? I 
just want us to close our eyes for just a moment and kind of just focus on what we just heard. And actually, what I want you to do as you close your eyes, I want you to take a really deep breath. That moment right there was a gift. I don't know about you, but I take just that for granted. I can complain and find all that is wrong with this world so very easily. And I know that there are a lot of times where I am stating my faith and I am talking a lot, but am I demonstrating it for the world around me? I know that I am blinded to the blessings and the gift that just, that happen every moment of every day and I, and I just, I fail to see them anymore. I fail to demonstrate that and share my gratitude and be the good news that people around you need to hear. So with our eyes closed, how many of you along with me know that you struggle with this, that there is an obstacle that you need to face and that you need to figure out what steps are next so along with me that you just know, I want to change this. I want to live a life of authentic gratitude. Would you just show me your hands right, real quick? Yeah, there are all kinds of us. I think if we're all truly honest, this is all of us. So I just want to pray for us right now. Father God, we, you see our hands, but more importantly, you see our hearts. God, we need you to move in a powerful way in our life right now that we would actually see all that you have given us, all that you have done for us. That you would open our eyes and see what you have in front of us because, God, when we live a life of gratitude, it sets the stage for you to do so much more. So would you just move in us in a powerful way, help us to acknowledge and admit our obstacle. And then would you guide us in the steps that we need to take to truly live a life authentically grateful. God, thank you for moving in this place. Amen. I want us to keep our eyes just really closed just for one more moment here. We always want to give an opportunity for somebody that maybe they've never heard about, that there's a God that loves them, that has done so much for them that he, he sent his one and only son to die for you, to take your place for your sin. And maybe you've never come to that point where you just went, God, I'm, I'm messed up. And I, I don't know what to do. And like I said earlier, God has done his part, but just like gratitude and being in action, God's waiting for you to take a step. And maybe for you this morning, you feel God just moving in your heart. There's something inside you, and it's God just waiting for you to open that door. So again, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, is there anybody here that just says, yes, that's me. I need, I need to take that action step. I need to take that first step of faith where I allow God into my life to forgive me. Is there anybody here that would just say, that's me this morning? Yeah. Don't miss your opportunity. God, I just want us all to pray this right now to help those that are making this decision for the very first time. 
I want us all to, church, can we pray together? Just pray this, Father God, I know I have sinned. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. Forgive me of my sins. Change my life. Father, I'm so grateful for your gift. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's celebrate that for just a moment. Come on. Somebody just started a new relationship with God, and it's exciting, and it's powerful. I want to leave you with a quote that I found just quickly here. It says this, Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion into clarity. It turns a meal into a feast, a house into a home, and a stranger into a friend. You guys have a fantastic week. Let's go live lives of authentic gratitude. Let's put it into action this week. Happy Thanksgiving. You guys are dismissed.